secrets waiting in the dark. The cold moon sees you and is listening, but he won't save you. Welcome back, bedtime sweeties. Depending on where you are in the world, you've probably seen the first snowfall of winter. It's time to wear sweaters and drink hot chocolate. It's a perfect time for our next story about a world that has gotten colder and darker. And snowpack has begun to cover places where once there were cities and towns. That is not all. With the snow, there comes a sickness. It's a time when the tough get going to the north, where it's even colder. How strange. Why do they do this? Well, they have not taken their medicine. They are very bad, aren't they? Bundle up and get ready to take the chill of this frosty bedtime suite. The impure snows. My name is Tara. I'm 14 years old, and I'm writing in this journal that we found when we dug through the ice down in Moosehorn and found a supermarket. Blank journals were pretty much all we found in that place. A poor find for all the work we did, breaking through the roof and rappelling down on rope lines to get inside. We also found some gardening supplies and sunscreen, too. Things people thought they'd never need again. Hardly any food, though. We came across a box of dog biscuits, and we ate them as we continued our trek northwards through Manitoba. That was over a year ago, I think. Well, I can't be sure. That's why I've decided to start this journal. To keep the days from melting one into the next. I was ten years old when the snow began to fall in summertime and it didn't stop. By the autumn, the snow was declared impure, and people were dying of a strange pathogen that formed in ice crystals at high altitudes. The only cure, we were told, was a new miracle medicine called elixir. And that's when we started running. Mom and Dad were afraid of elixir, because so many healthy people died after drinking it. And when the word came that camps were being set up to quarantine people who refused to drink elixir, we packed up hurriedly and fled our home in Minnesota. Almost everyone was going south at that time, to escape the cold and the snow. But we went north, into the blanketing winter. We were lucky for a long time. We managed to evade the purity patrols that operate along the U.S.-Canadian border, shooting to kill on-sight anyone traveling without official papers. Back then, it was me and my mom and dad and my little brother Owen on the run together. But that changed when we encountered a purity patrol near Emerson. My mother gave her life to protect us that day. She was mortally wounded in the first exchange of gunfire, and it was her decision to stay behind in a church tower to cover our escape. I will never forget how we skied away, 
hearing the report of her rifle over and over, the tears freezing on my cheeks until a heavy barrage of gunfire silenced her forever. At the present time, we are sheltering in a cave in Duck Mountain. It is the longest we have stayed anywhere since the impure snow began to fall. And sometimes I like to think the purity patrols have given up on pursuing us. But my father says we must keep pushing north. North and to where, I don't know. Shut off that light. Go back to sleep. (gasps) Dad says don't waste batteries. What are you doing anyway? Writing in those dumb books, what are they good for? So we can remember everything that happened, and will happen. Who's gonna read it? Us. We already know all that stuff. Well, maybe some other people would like to read it someday, when we aren't here anymore. Maybe someone will want to know what happened. Why are you putting on your coat? Well, you woke me up, didn't you? You can't go anywhere. It's still dark out. Good. I want to see the sunrise. Wait, I'm going with you. Let me get my gun. Wait up! Where are you going? Look! The sky's all red on the horizon! Don't go too far from the cave. I know. There's polar bears. Dad shot the polar bear. There could be another. Shut off that flashlight. Let's see if there's any tracks. Even a light that small can be seen for miles out here. You never know. Look, these tracks are from a snowshoe hare. He must have hopped into our cave and went back out again. Maybe he's still around. We shouldn't go too far. Ugh, I'm sick of being cooped up in that cave. If Dad finds out... Maybe he went to those trees down there. Let's go. This is dumb. And dangerous. There's no way that hare is hanging around here waiting for us. Is that blood or pee? Blood. The tracks end. Something got him. Poor guy. Looks like an owl strike. Come on, let's get back inside before something gets us. No! What do you mean, no? No means no. I'm tired of just living in a cave like a cave mouse just because Dad says so. Dad's trying to protect us. From what? Look at where we are. There's nothing here but snowshoe hares and owls and polar bears. Nobody's looking for us anymore. We haven't heard anything on our radios. Everybody's probably dead by now, anyway. You can't assume that. Wow, the sun is coming up strong. Mom will want us to see that. She wouldn't want to see us living like cave mice. I know. But Mom's gone, and we owe it to her to stay safe. To stay alive. Otherwise, her sacrifice will have been for nothing. I know. I just wanted to see something beautiful. Okay, but we shouldn't be out here in the open. Let's duck under those trees. We can watch from there. Do you ever miss anything from before the snows turned impure? I don't think a lot about those things. I miss cereal. I miss getting up in the morning and opening a new cereal box and getting a new prize. Do you remember those superhero heads that you can put on pencil tops? I nearly got the whole collection before we had to run. And I stupidly left them all back home. 
And remember those racers that we had from Captain Crunch? They were so cool, weren't they? Quiet! What's that noise? I don't hear any. Oh, yeah. That's a drone. It's coming up fast behind that ridge. Uh-oh. Let's get back to the cave! We'll never make it. We've got to bury ourselves. Fast. Scrunch down. Ah, that's cold! We've got to kill our heat signatures. And keep quiet. Did it see us? Do you think it spotted us? I told you not to be out here. They will never give up looking. You won't tell Dad, will you? Let's get inside. You promise you won't tell him. You promise? You kids are awfully quiet today. It's this polar bear meat. It's so tough. Yeah, well, we have to boil it long to get out all the iron. Otherwise it would be toxic. It stinks too, and it tastes like fish. I'm sorry about that, but if it makes you feel better, I'm not sure when we're going to get such an opportune shot at another polar bear. Dad, how much longer are we going to stay here? Well, summer is coming, so the snow should lighten. I was thinking I might head down to Roblin or Dolphin by myself. See what I can scavenge, then make it back up here before fall. You'd be going south? We've heard nothing on the scanner for a long time now. I could risk it if I move carefully, move quick. There's no way around it, though. We'll need supplies before moving on to Hudson Bay. What's the matter? Why are you looking at your sister like that, Owen? I'm not looking anyway. Yes, you did. What's going on with you two? We saw a drone today. It came from the south. What? When? This morning. It was flying low. Dear God. It was my fault. I want to go outside. We dug in as fast as we could. Did you cover your tracks? No. We didn't have time. But why didn't we hear anything on the scanner? Maybe they're on another frequency, or maybe... I told you kids not to go outdoors if you didn't have to. I told you how vindictive they are. How they'll never stop hunting until every man, woman, and child has been made to drink elixir. I'm sorry, Dad. Don't be sorry for me. I've lived my life. It's you kids who need to survive. We'll have to assume that they saw you. Where are you going, Dad? You need to finish your supper. I'm going outside. Someone's got to keep watch now. Journal entry number two. It has been five days since we spotted the drone, and my father has spent much time away from the cave keeping watch on the valley. My brother and I have made preparations, bagging up essential gear and foodstuffs so that we can make a quick getaway. We're also fortifying the cave in case we need to make a last stand here. I'm not afraid to die fighting the Purity Patrol. I only hope that when my time comes, I can go as bravely as my mother did and make them take our lives at a heavy cost to their own. Dad? Good, you're awake. Come on. You too, Owen. 
Time to get up. What is it? They've arrived. Airdropped onto the plane. I counted at least two dozen parachutes. They landed a troop transport as well. They're moving slowly, though. And I think we have Mother Nature on our side. There's a storm coming up in the west. Should hit here by nightfall. We're going to travel out in the storm? We'll have to. It'll give us cover. How far can we get on foot with that troop transport on our tail? I don't know. Dad, I have an idea. We can't fight that many men. But we can trick them. We have that C4 we found at the construction site. That's only as a last resort. Once we abandon this cave, we might need it to blast our way into a new one. Lead them to this cave. After we've rigged it from end to end with enough explosives to bring the ceiling down around their heads. In the meantime, we can set up the portable shelter and we can wait for them to come. They won't expect us to do that. Not in the middle of a storm. We won't be able to come back here. Then let's not look back. (sighs) Your mother would have come up with a plan like that. All right. Let's make it happen. Journal entry number three. This is going to be a short one. The storm has arrived with blinding intensity. Last night, we skied out into the driving snow and caught sight of the purity patrols on the foothills. They were camped there, eating a meal around a fire they'd made after a day of searching for us. Their comfort wasn't for long. We shot at them from the trees and skied away before they even knew what happened. And I'm hopeful that they will be tired and on edge when they reach our cave, which won't be long now. Dad, they spotted the tracks we left for them, and they're coming up fast. All right. We can see the entrance of our cave just fine from here. Let's keep to these trees, and we keep our heads down. You have the detonator? Yeah, I haven't turned it on yet. I don't want to risk them detecting its signal. Mr. Nelson! Mr. Nelson! Eric Nelson! What's all that hollering about? I don't know, I can't hear. It sounds like he's calling your name, Dad. Can you hear me, Mr. Nelson? We gotta talk! They must think we're really stupid. They're starting up to the cave, Dad. Troop transport has stopped. And the driver's getting out. He's going up with the others. Come out, Nelsons. We need to talk to you. Dad, the detonator. Not yet. We come here in peace. Show yourselves. Good. They're going into our cave. Wait. That one who's doing all the yelling. He's hesitating at the entrance. Mr. Nelson. If you're in there, I beg of you to lay down your weapons and come out. They're trying to trick us. Mr. Nelson, do you hear me? We need to talk. Dad, why are you hesitating? They normally shoot without asking any questions. Dad, we may not get another chance. Mr. Nelson, if you attack us, My men will have no choice but to return fire. Come out and speak with us, now! Okay. I'm arming the detonator. 
What are you waiting for? The indicator is green. Blow it now. I hope we're doing the right thing. Holy smokes, Dad! Did you just see how the mouth of the cave lit up? It knocked that guy right on his ass! I bet it knocked his socks off! Wait, he's getting up. God damn it, what the hell are you doing? We came here in peace! Dad, don't go down there! I'm going to talk to him. Owen, can you get a beat on that soldier through all that snow? Yep. I got him. What the heck are you kids doing? I told you I was gonna talk to him. They didn't give Mom a chance to talk. Why should we give him one? Come on then, and bring the first aid kit. Hold your fire! I'm wounded. Put down your sidearm or I'll finish you. Mr. Nelson, I presume. That's right. Toss it. Over there. You shouldn't have shot me. He didn't shoot you. I shot you, you son of a bitch. <coughs> nice kid. Yeah. Maybe he's nice because you folks in the Purity Patrol killed his mother. Not the Purity Patrol. I'm an officer of the new Canada Forces reassembled at Montreal. My name is Colonel Tremblay. And I was sent here to find you. Bring you to safety. Yeah? The safety of one of your army bases? Where you'll feed my children elixir to keep them healthy? Except it will kill them in a month or two or three? And then you'll blame it on the snow? Never intended to kill you or your kids. We need them. We need you. What's that? A new mind game you're playing? No mind game. The truth. Me and my men. We came under the charter. Charter what charter? What are you talking about? <coughs> charter of Quebec. Agreed to last autumn by all the world's leaders. They gathered to decide a way forward and declare permanent amnesty for all those considered fugitives. <coughs> my orders were to find people like you and your children and gather you up and relocate you to equatorial bases where it's still possible to form and rebuild. And to be your slaves? No. To be masters of a world reborn. Why should I believe anything? Coming from liars who told us there was a disease in the snow and then you poisoned us with the cure. Sometimes lies have to be told, Mr. Nelson. <coughs> Use your head. Hold still. I gotta see this wound. This unending snow that has fallen for years now all around the globe. Could we manufacture all that? Could we really expand the glaciers by our will alone? All our technology. <coughs> we can't do that. We can't do it, but Mother Nature can. Have you ever heard of the Grand Solar Minimum? The Gleisberg Cycle? You remember that solar flare that knocked out the internet and the TV and the radio a few years back? A few planes even dropped out of the sky. Do you remember all that volcanic activity that made all those wonderful sunsets? <coughs> the snow started to fall after that. We knew a solar minimum was coming. And it was going to be a bad one. 
and we knew it was going to last for 300 years. <coughs> it was a mercy. If we didn't give elixir, hundreds of millions would have died of starvation by now. Our actions spared them from suffering. Yeah, and if that's so, why are we now allowed to live? Aren't we just extra mouths to feed? Your family has been designated as essential. You've passed the test, Mr. Nelson. Elixir was designed to separate the wheat from the chaff. That's why so many hints were given. Why so many inconsistencies in the policy were put forth. Why so much cryptic messaging was employed. We provided enough clues for the ordinary person to conclude that snow doesn't become a goddamn biohazard overnight. That elixir was ending more lives than it was saving. <coughs> we gave everyone a fair chance, but they came willingly to drink elixir. The world of tomorrow has got no use for people like that. We need strong minds, strong bodies. That's why finding your family was so important to us. Why did you kill my wife then? Why did you try to kill me and my children? <coughs> oh. Our orders were different then. I don't make the orders, but I can tell you, it was your wife's actions that earned you amnesty. She killed a whole lot of your men. Yeah, and she did it very efficiently too. You're pretty good at evading us yourself. Your children have good genes. This little guy here, he's a good shot. You hear that kid? You're good. Even the score for your mom, I think. There's nothing I can do for that wound. Bury me or burn me. I don't want any scavengers feasting off me. Can't do that. We take any meat that's edible. Even the snowshoe hares do that to survive up here. <coughs> I see... <coughs> I see you take after your mother. Do you know... Before the snows began to fall, before Elixir, my wife was the gentlest person. She couldn't even kill a bug. Uh, it's like my grandma used to say. You want to make some crepes, you gotta crack some eggs. <laughs> Those tears for me, Mr. Nelson? For your wife. They're for humanity, Colonel Tremblay. <laughs>